It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. And my name is Don Crawford, Jr., and this is your State Planning Essentials podcast and radio program, and I am the proud owner of KAAM Radio, and I'm sitting with my co-host of this program and his name, who is our attorney, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Happy summer. Goodness, Michael, it's hot out there right now. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> right, I guess, whether football or heat. But goodness, 105, 110 every day, it kind of gets a little old. Even I'm walking the dog this morning, 6 a.m., it was 86 degrees. That must have been a hot dog. <laughs> the hot dog, that's right. I didn't cook him, though. I love my dog, Oreo, even though he's named after a food, but not a hot dog. But anyway, all kidding aside, welcome to the program. We're so grateful to have you back for another week. You've taught me so much over the goodness, 10 years we've been on the air together now, or 10 years you've been on the air, and we've been, we've been together eight years, maybe? I'm not sure. Time flies when you're having fun. Yes, well, we are having fun, and I feel like you should bill me for the fantastic and invaluable education you provided me and helped me with my estate planning and surely thousands of listeners. Today, we're going to continue to do that, and to that end, we want to talk about what we've talked about in the past, and it is that woman whom uh, had a will who passed away and left some complications for the heirs. And her name is Aretha Franklin. Michael? Yeah, you know, yes, we talked about this five years ago after mm. she pat first passed. Five years, it's, wow. Yeah it's, yeah, it's been five years Goodness. and this thing has been going wow. on. So that gets the gets to the idea, did Aretha Franklin's last wishes get R-E-S-P-E-C-T? <laughs> funny. Yeah. Did you yeah. think about that one before the show? <laughs> <laughs> that's no, very that's funny. That's just one of those things. Okay. So, yeah, so originally when, when we talked about this in 2018, the first time, uh, she, we, they didn't even know that she had a will. Mm-hmm. So everybody was happy. Mm-hmm. Actually, everybody was happy because there was four kids, and that means that they're all going to get an equal share, and everything, everybody everybody was getting along. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about Lee Corso in college football before the show, and yeah. not so fast, my friend. He used to be his great phrase, yes. and maybe they weren't going to get their fair and equal share. Yeah, yeah. And so what ended up happening, of course, then you'd have to go through laws of intestacy, which is a, a kind of a pain, especially... Uh, you have to have a lot more proof. You have to see who the unknown heirs are. I, I don't know if Michigan's laws are like Texas, but uh, in Texas, you'd have to have another attorney involved mm-hmm. to represent the unknown heirs, uh, to see if there's somebody else that's out there that's a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to, the kids would have to agree on who was to be appointed to be in charge. A lot of other, th- other bad things that happen when you don't have a will at all. So I'll give her some credit. Uh, that she at least had a handwritten will, 
Well, she actually turned out she had two handwritten wills. Oh, is that good or yeah. bad? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what got the fight. Okay. So originally they were all happy. Right. Oh, Even though and Michael's taught us over the years that it had to go to probate, uh, if I understand correctly, and probate means to verify what has been said, but no, there was nothing there. Is that correct? Origi- originally they thought there was nobody, and they were going to agree that the niece be the administrator okay. of the estate. Okay. So the four kids were going to say, okay, we'll let niece be the one in charge of doing things. And that, uh, and then everything started to fall apart. Oh, my gosh. And you know, somebody wouldn't be happy with the niece. And so the niece, uh, months after Aretha Franklin died, scoured the house. And she found not one, but two wills. Oh, my gosh. One was, and both of them were handwritten wills. One, which was written, I think, in 2010, was in a locked cabinet, uh, and it was notarized. But it was all wholly in her handwriting. The other one was found under the cushions of a couch in her home. Okay. That one was dated in 2014. Now, Aretha had four sons. Uh, the there was one son was a guy named Ted White uh, Jr. and he wanted he wanted the first will. Oh, there was one son unfortunately who has some mental illness uh, and who has a guardian. Uh, and but everything was going to go equally to the four children, uh, but they were to get a weekly and a monthly allowance. Uh, and two of the children. Uh, Edward and Kecaf, I believe is his name. I might be pronouncing his name incorrectly. Okay. Uh, they were required to take business classes and get a certificate or degree in order to collect from her their portion of the multi-million dollar estate. You know, you know, a lot of times we have this um, in wills. Uh, right now, I can tell you one we're having uh, where everybody has to take a uh, Dave Ramsey course. Oh my goodness! Before they could inherit. Wow. And there's 11 children. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. So if they don't take it within a certain period of time, their sure lapses and goes to the others. Interesting. So that's really rolling from the grave, I guess. To yes, a yes, degree. but that's not all in that particular will. Uh-huh. There are two of the kids are alcoholics. And so we have to we, remember, I think we talked on uh, a few weeks ago about what to do when you have an addiction. So they'll have to go to be Alcoholics Anonymous and take whatever their deal is and have a sponsor mm-hmm. and go through various uh, degrees of maybe counseling or whatever to make sure that they are on the right track. Goodness. So oh, that's fair, and I do understand that part, forcing people to do something where they don't necessarily have a problem. Maybe people think they do have a problem when it comes to business and why they have to take the Ramsey course. But still, um, I get the alcohol thing, and I'm, I'm kind of glad they're doing something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked you know, on the previous show about drug addictions and right. all sorts Al- of different... Uh, gambling addictions. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember Arch Leakster? The, the, I do. Uh, Football, speaking of yeah, college, yeah, football. Long Ohio time State. Ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it happens, and... Yeah. Um, uh, Don's a big football fan. That's why I said that. Michael's bigger. I think he, I pretend to know. Mike really knows. <laughs> I don't don't believe it for a second. Uh, anyway, the the bottom line is that you could do all sorts of incentives. We've talked in prior shows. Oh, whether it's taking a business course or having an education of certain, having certain amount of degrees, mm-hmm. doing well financially, mm-hmm. um, making uh, that is either doing well 
by having a certain amount of assets or getting a, uh, uh, showing that there's you've invested wisely. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of different things you could do. And so different people, that's why everybody's plan is different right. because you never know what people, everybody, everybody has different goals. Right. Uh, so anyway, unfortunately with Aretha, uh, she decided to do things on herself. In fact, on that second will, <laughs> she had uh, kind of scorned a few boyfriends uh, for whatever, whatever the relationships were. Uh, it's really not the appropriate place for a will, no. uh, but now it's a matter of public record. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, right. you know, wills, uh, any that's one of the issues about a will, is a will is a matter of public record, so anybody can see it. After the person passes After away. After the person passes okay. away. Gotcha. Right, right. Uh, we'll talk about on another show about some people have wills filed with courts mm-hmm. before they bought, bought, die. You can do that. With Does that county, make it public? Uh, no, without not making it public, oh, though. Okay, gotcha. You can just leave it at the county clerk's office. Mm-hmm. But th- we'll talk about that because this may be – that may be another show because, remember, Aretha Franklin left that will mm-hmm. under her cushions. Right. And, uh, of her couch, and really, right. is that the proper spot? Right. Well, we'll yeah. talk about that next. Why did you do that, Aretha? I don't understand. Yeah, but, well, okay. I, you know, it's really a risky thing. What ha- you know, what happens if there's a fire or whatever? Right. right. Uh, or you course, sell the furniture and you don't look under the couch. Yeah, and, and you know, another problem here is why didn't anybody tell anybody where the wills would be? Mm-hmm. Which you have a whole show on that whole. Yeah, topic. yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do a whole show be great. on that because because. But anyway, uh, she left this will. Uh, the first will was notarized and it was in a locked cabinet, and the second will uh, was under the cushion uh, of her couch. So uh, the second will uh, no longer required Kecaf and and uh, Edward to take business classes and get a certificate. And there was also a bequest of her home to, uh, which was at that time valued at 1.1 million uh, to one child, Kecaf, as well as her cars. And she had two Cadillacs, a Mercedes, a Thunderbird convertible. So, uh, and she cut out the mentally disabled child who had a guardian. So now that gets into another thing that her son Clarence was in the original will, the 2010 will, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't in the 2014. uh, I guess she thought his mental illness uh, precluded him from getting something because he would either squander or do something with it. But you see, there could have been a solution on that. Yeah. You could have had a trust for him. Sure. And so now when you give it to the others, now the others have agreed to give them, take care of him. Mm-hmm. So that good news is that they've all agreed good. that they'll take care of him. But what happens if they got sued? What happens mm-hmm. if they died first? If it goes to their heirs, will they take? Will their spouse or children take care of uh, their his brother mm-hmm. like he would have done? One of those other brothers, right? Uh, so, uh, Kikavs, by the way, was living in Aretha's home with his children, mm-hmm. and so uh, that was a that was a reason why she gave that home to him. But you see, giving it to others, when you try to do things on your own like that, uh, this is the problem with even do-it-yourself wills. Um, a lot of times you just don't think about all the stuff. Now, in the future, I could imagine there'll be artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. and it'll give you all the different options and what to think about. Mm-hmm. But until that time, 
probably had, ought to have legal advice. Don't get me started on that, but yeah. uh, it will always lack the human element, thank goodness. Yeah. It'll lack the other emotions, and nothing that a computer could ever do, even like we're doing this program, or why even do this program today? Because you and I can do this face-to-face, and we can talk about realities, and it's not just straight from a book or a computer. Yeah, yeah, and and so a lot of times it just it's, it's just the situation, and then you have to figure out really, a lot of times people don't even know what their goals are until you ask them various questions. Really true. And so, you know, probably, uh, you know, like on that one we just talked about uh, that I was mentioning that about the business courses, mm-hmm. and probably what happened, the client may have said, oh, I'm concerned that they may not handle money, that they may not do something, and so, well... Because mm-hmm. we've done that before with other people, mm-hmm. uh, just like on addiction issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We say, well, you could do this, mm-hmm. or you could do this. We give the various options, just like we talked about on the show with uh, drug addictions and uh, substance abuse addictions of various options on various things mm-hmm. that you could do. And you just leave it up to whichever way they want. You just uh, you always just be like Baskin Robbins. Just tell mm-hmm. the flavors and let the client decide what's best for them. And you'll tailor it accordingly instead That's of right. cookie cutter like a legal Zoom might do right. to, to name right. one. But I like that. I like the fact that your client is forcing the heirs to take a business course. When it comes to things like that, you go out to dinner with a couple or you've got to go see a client or something like that. You You, you don't necessarily dread it, although you might. But after you do it, you say to yourself, I'm really glad I did that. And I would like to think the heirs, if they go and take this business course, will appreciate what was meant behind it and why they need to take it. And when they leave, they're going to say, I'm really glad and not regret it. You know, it did never hurt to learn. Never. You know, so Mm -hmm. um, in any event, so sometimes there's incentives. In this case... She just cut out one of her kids because he had a mental illness, mm-hmm. but there could have been a better way. A lot of times, now I know in, in the case of uh, this situation, it's not like there's public benefits because she was had so many millions of dollars, which, which even makes you wonder even more, why would somebody with such a large estate try to do it themselves? Right. It's bad enough, with all due respect to many of those people out there mm-hmm. who try to do it themselves, uh, and don't have that large estate, but somebody with certainly with a larger estate where there could have been tax planning or different things like a or even like here the trust for the child so that you don't run the risk that bad things happen to the other children who said they were going to take care of them who may even change their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could have had a trust which would have given credit protection, uh, could have had it, some different things for disability. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people were on public benefits. Right. You could have had a trust for them and not run the risk of those bad things happening to other people, either them changing their mind, getting sued, having a marital issue, becoming disabled themselves, Mm -hmm. all sorts of bad things. So it's not, you know, it's just you have to think about more stuff, not the way things are right now, Mm -hmm. but what could bad happen in the future. You know, and it's, it's interesting. I respect people so much more when they preamble their their future statement by saying, but I'm not an attorney, because then they know that this requires the legal expertise of a lawyer, and if they don't get one, they're asking for it. When I see somebody on Dateline or what are those crazy programs are, represent themselves in the courtroom, I think, you're dead. There's yeah. no way you're going to win. Nobody's that smart. Get an attorney, even if it's a signed attorney. Uh, from the state, it's better than nothing at all. He who represents himself has a fool for a client. That's very good. That's, that's perfectly put, and I believe that completely. 
Well, there may have been a chain of fools in this situation, speaking mm-hmm. of Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. because she should have planned. Uh, uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, in this case, uh, so the in the in the case, uh, eventually the court just decided just this past this July, although the case is still ongoing, Goodness. they said that the second will, the one found under the cushions of the couch, was the valid will. Why? Because it was newer. That's right. Interesting. And and you have to. So the argument of the attorneys uh, to begin with, the first, the ones that are advocated for the 2010 will said, "Look, this is in a locked area, and it was notarized. So surely that was the intent, not just some." Uh, a will that was under the couch cushions, wow. and it wasn't locked up, and it wasn't notarized. That's clearly the intentions correct. No, that's not the law. The law is like you just said, as your first instinct said. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. There's no requirement that you have to have your will locked up, and and when you have a handwritten will, in similar law in Texas, you do not have to have it notarized. So if you now if you had a typewritten will. The answer is yes. Then you would have usually you have two disinterested witnesses and a notary. By the way, you don't have to have witnesses either. Mm. You just have you have to show that's wholly in the handwriting of the person who signed the will. Well, in this case, both sides agreed that the wills were wholly in the handwriting of the of Aretha Franklin. So there wasn't any argument there. Uh, the argument then became. Which one would be valid? Is it the one locked up and, and notarized? Surely that's the intent. But the second will said last will and testament. You have to, you know, for a valid will, even on a holographic handwritten will, uh, you have to have, first of all, you have to be over the age of 18. You have mm-hmm. to have mental capacity, obviously, not be a, have any undue influence. Uh, you have to show testamentary capacity. It has to be wholly in your handwritten handwriting. Mm-hmm. But certainly, there's no requirements that the uh, that it be notarized mm-hmm. if it's a handwritten will. Now, I'm not telling people to just go out and hand have a handwritten will because generally, uh, that's more of a problem because you forget different things. You don't know. It's not like you know. You're, you just don't know what to, to put in there mm-hmm. a lot of times. So just like you know, even some of these online wills uh, that say it's valid mm-hmm. in 50 states, but it may end up being more costly. For example, if you say uh, in Texas, you have to say that the if you want independent um, uh, of court supervision, you need to say that in the will. Mm-hmm. So in most states, you say, I'll have so-and-so as my personal representative or executor, and they don't use the word independent and say independent of court supervision. So that means that every time you want to sell property, you have to get the permission of the court. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a valid will, but it cost you more. Wow. So this, so. It's not advisable. There's other issues, you know, oh, maybe they didn't say without bond, you know, so now you have to have a bonding requirement. So mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of different things that uh, to that, to protect and mm-hmm. to maybe be less expensive in the long run, uh, sometimes people just look at the immediacy. What's the cheapest? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's penny-wise and pound-foolish. Very. It's interesting because... When it comes to being an heir or, 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 or the person whose will you've created, a lot of times it will come down to, like you said, the special needs child, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. And that's how they're going to remember them, and then they're going to create a will or an estate plan accordingly. Um, and with the judges, you're saying, what have you created lately? Meaning the trump card is, 
what's the freshest, newest will of them all? Yeah, and you see what's happening. Here we are. We started talking about Aretha uh, Franklin's after her passing, mm-hmm. what's going to happen five years ago. Here it is. It's five years later. It's not fully. It's, they've decided on the will, but the judge has even said, well, I'll let you make arguments if you can incorporate some of the uh, aspects of the 2010 will into the 2014 will. Okay. Well, I don't. Usually, the last will, just like you said, is what's always been. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of such a thing. So the case still five years later, and a million dollars of legal and administrative fees later, is still ongoing. So that's why we say, you know, you should probably get. Now most people don't have that large of a state, but you know, even with can you imagine with her music and all the different things, the royal, yeah. the royalties or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, what that's going to be worth, right? And that's not addressed. And there's lots of people with their hand out, right? Kids oh, and yeah. cousins and yeah. Well, I mean, listeners, yeah. artists, producers. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> You know, I could almost imagine, and you're going to have to pardon me uh, uh, on this little jingle that I'll just come up mm-hmm. with right on the spot, so uh, I'll probably have to try to keep my day job. But can you imagine if there was the, uh, let's say, the kids on one side asking the attorneys, and they would say, R-E-S-B-E-C-T, what does that mean to me? Right. And then the attorneys respond, much more legal fees. <laughs> Saka to me, saka to me, saka taka, fee, 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 fee. And then they might say again, well, more does that mean right. to me? No letters testamentary and fight between beneficiaries. So, okay, That's fee, right. fee, fee, right. fee. So, I mean, so what do you do? What right. do you do? So, is that R E S B E C T? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It may be uh, the lawyers may sing with glee, mm-hmm. but you know. <laughs> you may have missed your calling. I don't know. Yeah, you, I, well, I, I don't think so. Like I said, I'll keep my day job because uh, this is not going to be a, uh, one that'll be a highly recorded. I'm not going to have any royalties on that song. Exactly, no. <laughs> and that, But that's what they're fighting over that's why as michael implied at the beginning of the program the wheels have come off are you able to put the wheels back on because there's so many complications i don't know who knows it's been five years goodness gracious i guess they'll work out something eventually like they do all these states even though it can take a long time and people die that's the other problem too michael he's michael i don't think addressed but if people die then what but anyway having said all that um you have to make sure this doesn't happen to you that your wheels never come off while you're alive, and then when you pass away. And to do that, the next step in that direction is to attend Michael's next workshop, which is Tuesday, August the 29th at 10 o'clock. And Michael has been doing these workshops for over a decade now. They're very successful, they're free, they're in person. It's a Tuesday, so take some time and attend this workshop, plan on it, because it's an invaluable time, and you can learn a lot. You can ask questions. Michael, tell them more about the workshop. We ask people what they want to know, and every workshop, for we've been doing them for 11 years or so, every workshop is different. Mm-hmm. Um, we say, what do you want to know? Sometimes they'll ask about estate planning. Sometimes they'll ask about Medicaid. Sometimes they'll ask about veterans' benefits. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll ask about taxes. Sometimes they'll ask about wills versus trusts versus powers of attorney. Um, it, it's it's you never know what people are going to ask. Sometimes mm-hmm. they ask about probate. Mm-hmm. How do you do this? What happens? What's the process? We never know what somebody's going to ask, and so each workshop is different. And you learn something from the questions that other people ask. Yep, uh, it's a free workshop. 
Uh, it's two hours. You'll see that the time flies by. We mm-hmm. always tell people uh, a few things. We say, you're going to learn something, the time flies by, and you're going to have some fun along the way. Uh, and, and free so, donuts and coffee and KWM coffee mugs. Yeah, too, and I, yeah. who could say anything more than that? Mm-hmm. Because I know that they were clamoring uh, two workshops ago. Uh, they really did clamor for those K. Clamor? You're going to use Yeah, the they were clamor? clamoring. They <laughs> took every coffee mug on site. They were looking for more under nooks and crannies. I'm going to start checking eBay to see if they're selling these KWM coffee mugs. Probably selling it for a profit. You're right. Right. Uh, The price has gone up, so they better have some tax planning on those. uh, But they're free. How could the price go up? Yeah, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Now they sell them, so there's a price. There could be a specific bequest of my KWM coffee mug to my uh, my son, Joe. True. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, you get a free KWM coffee mug. Who can ask for anything more besides getting the free legal education? All you have to do to sign up for that free estate planning essential workshop is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102 or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. DallasElderLawyer.com. So you could do it either way, uh, and then we will, con- you know, make sure uh, that y- you know you know about the date and time and mm-hmm. and. Where's uh, it located? The event? Oh, it, it's we're at our. There's a conference center in my office building, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is located right by Medical City Hospital, which is near 75 and Forest Lane, okay. uh, south of LBJ. Okay, great. Uh, 635. For, yeah, it's a long time Dallas site. I, I call it by names. Mm-hmm. I know if you're new to the area, you may have it by number. Sure. Plenty so, of us newbies, for sure, even though I've been here collectively 16 years or so. But still, uh, very helpful to know where the workshop is. Tuesday, August 29th at 10 o'clock. There won't be any traffic, we hope, by then. So attend it. It's free. You'll really enjoy it, and you'll be able to see Michael in person and experience his expertise live. So, Michael, having said all that, we got about two minutes left of the program. Final thoughts on Aretha Franklin's will? Well, I think on any, you know, I know we've gotten to a do-it-yourself society, and I realize that um, sometimes people just feel like they could do it themselves. Aretha, mm-hmm. obviously, can you imagine that there could have been savings on taxes? Mm-hmm. There could have, been, you know, there could have, she could have had various options. Mm-hmm. And you know, she wasn't exactly a spring chicken. Uh, so uh, I, I mean, really, gee, I have my daughters when they turned eighteen, I had them do a will. Mm-hmm. And Good. much less be in your 70s and not and just handwrite something mm-hmm. with a large estate. Mm-hmm. But you don't even have to have a large estate. Really, if you love whoever you want your heirs to be or your beneficiaries to be, make it easy for mm-hmm. them. Don't make it difficult. Look, this, this it's been five years and they're still dealing with this thing. Crazy. And what and it, it not only did it cost the estate whether it be on taxes. She's already paid $8 million in taxes so far. And not only on taxes, but now the kids that were happy at the very beginning Mm -hmm. all got along. Now they end up having a fight. And attorney's fees, you didn't mention. Yeah, yeah. Attorney's fees and administrative fees. Yeah, every time it's kind of like, you know, anything you do when you go to court, it it ends up, when there's a fight, Mm -hmm. it ends up being more expensive, whether Mm -hmm. it's a divorce or Britney Spears' conservatorship. Right. You know, so everything gets to be much more expensive. So Mm -hmm. it's better to make it as simple, well, at least to make it easy for them. To make, if you love your beneficiaries, Make it easy. The way you could do that is just 
simply do a little bit of planning. Mm -hmm. And the first step, if you would like to go to this free estate planning essentials workshop, uh, is to go to that workshop. But, you know, it's it's free. It's Mm -hmm. no obligation. In fact, we even give a free one-hour vision meeting to those people who attend. So that's three free hours of legal education without any obligation. So let Michael lift the veil, uncover what you're doing, and let him see if he needs something else. Don't go to trustandwill.com. Don't go to LegalZoom, because that's risky. That's all I can say about that. I mean that objectively. Have Michael Cohen at least kick the tires and take a look. Then you'll be I got a guy in Dallas, a guy right here in Texas who knows the law way better than any of us could, probably collectively. So do that. Dial 214-720-0102 or go to DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for his next workshop, which is Tuesday, August the 29th at 10 o'clock. Michael Cohen, thank you, sir. Thank you. Leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.